Okay. Hello, everyone. Hi, Emmett. How's it going? Yeah, good. Good morning, mate. How are you? Good. I think I've, I'm playing around with the mic a bit here. So it's uh, obviously, you know, for someone like me that has those nervous tics when you have to shake or, you know, touch things repetitively, having something like this in front of me is, is too tempting. <laughs> well, the fact that you've got two mics, one one natural, one slightly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all a bit bizarre, but uh, how are you doing? How's things, right? Yeah, very good. Very good. Excellent. And hi, everyone uh, out there. So uh, this is, I think, the second time in this setting, right? Yes. Yes. So we've had a bit of a gap since the last show. We have. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. travel going on and... Uh, exactly. And all sorts. So, uh, yeah, busy, busy times at the moment. But last show of the year. That's it. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, just uh, we're going to run a Christmas break next week, obviously, guys. Um, so, yeah, we're just uh, last show of uh, until we hit into 2022, which is quite frightening. Uh, when you say it like that, right? Yeah, out loud. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, it's been it's been good. And I think I think we're going to use today's show slightly differently. So we're going to talk about um, maybe some of the highlights yeah. of this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also, I think taking some of those learnings from this year uh, into next year. I think I think this is really kind of key. Um, just making sure that you know transition from the sort of growth strategy and yeah and things like that are, are really kind of streamlined and, and people kind of understand. Uh, maybe some of the opportunities that, that are kind of there in front of them, um, you know, early on in 2022. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like, when you when you kind of go back over, obviously, all the shows uh, in 2021, there's a lot. Um, yeah, there's a lot of hours there to kind of trawl through and yeah. kind of pick out highlights of, of kind of what that's been. Um, just as we kind of wait for a few more people to drop in, so uh, good to see you. Um, and for those people listening on the podcast, which continues to kind of uh, grow in leaps and bounds, um, that's uh, you know, thank you for subscribing to that as well. And obviously, for those of you watching live, we still get a few people watching live, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so happy to happy to do that. But I guess while we're just waiting a few people to drop in. A um, few things that have kind of popped up on the radar this week, right, um, of interest. I wanted to kind of hear your thoughts on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've you picked out a couple of interesting yeah. ones. I've, I've kind of, um, I don't know, it's just felt like a really slow news week. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously, for, for obvious reasons, I think it's a lot yeah, of that's right. switching yeah. off right now. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, do you know what? So, so what? I think you, there's a couple that caught your eye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's 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 one, um, and, and I guess in that kind of new space. I mean, the first one is um, TikTok. So TikTok's pretty hard to ignore, really. I mean, it's it's one of those things that yeah. continues to grow. Um, you know, you see kind of more brands want to embrace it from a business perspective. But what's interesting is that uh, they've launched a TikTok kitchen concept in the states. Uh, so obviously we're all familiar, I think these dark kitchens or cloud kitchens yeah. that have no real kind of presence, but they're on delivery applications. Um, and they basically teamed up with Grubhub. So they're taking the most viral kind of video, um, from particular places, right. um, and then actually delivering it. So they're kind of collating the most viral video okay. food videos, um, then working with Grubhub to ultimately deliver that viral food. Um, Interesting. So not not just not just basically a standard food no. delivery system based no. around what people want. Okay. This is based nice. on trending, based yeah. on things that have been kind of you know accelerated. I mean, th 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 I still feel like the most famous thing, and that's just because I absolutely love them, was the whole cronut thing. You know, when uh, the guy in New York came up with this, you know, I'm going to marry a croissant and a donut and call it a cronut, right? Um, so I, that still excites you, right? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I, I do remember when you first like, have you seen this? 
still yeah. has that same sort of smile on your it's face. Gone, it's gone even further. There's something now called a cruffin, um, which is like a croissant <laughs> and a muffin. Um, and there's dossants, which are like donuts and croissants. And yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's taken on a whole other level. Um, but I thought what was interesting about this is obviously, you know, kind of marrying, I guess, worlds that live together, um, but monetizing it, right? So, so, so the question is, right, if you're, if you're a restaurant and, um, and all of a sudden, right, you don't get any advance warning, you just blow up on TikTok. And then now everyone can order your food right within obviously your locality. Yeah. How do you manage that? How do you manage um, you know the whole supply chain? How do you kind of manage the? Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I don't, I, and, that, and that's one of those challenges, right? I think that having Grubhub as their partner, which is Grubhub in the states, is like Deliveroo and Talabat. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, with other delivery uh, delivery platforms, but Grubhub, I think, is is they do have those kind of facilities to allow the restaurant to ease off the gas or kind of saying we've got things like that so i think it's it's working in partnerships with those different places um but i just like the idea i mean those there's you know from transitioning from kind of instagram to tiktok there is a whole foodie scene right. um and there's a whole load of there's like food god i think is the one i kind of follow follow the most and let's let's meet as in meit yeah. um so so there's like, there's kind of some really big uh, accounts on, on a whole lot of barbecue stuff, obviously, that, that me and Jit follow like crazy. Um, who's on the back of an, in the same smoke at the moment? I don't know if you know. Uh, yeah, overnight and stuff. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. I spoke to him this morning. Um, but so I think, um, I think it's just interesting how, you know, that marrying of, of kind of the tech space and then monetizing, right? Uh, because traditionally th that space has been driven through influencers sure. and then influencers going somewhere and then showing something and then driving people to it. But now, obviously, it's just immediate, right? You kind of can instantly get that food. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, TikTok's just interesting, right? Because um, so it's I was out with, out with a friend of mine last night, and um, and he was like, I was like, you know, what you've been up to? I haven't seen him for a few weeks. And he's like, oh, I've been, you know, making TikTok videos. And I'm right. Like, I'm like, brilliant. Because like, he's a dad of three, okay, uh, similar sort of age, right? Um, young man. Uh, yeah, like really young. Yeah, like was young, like us, yeah. And um, his first his first TikTok video um, got like sixteen thousand views in the first um, right. first day or something. Oh, right, yeah. It was like a video that he took with his uh, with his thirteen year old daughter. Okay. And it just and it just blew up. Yeah. Like yeah. you know she like did the video went live. Yeah. Ten minutes later she's running back in the room saying that like it's all over my friend's feed. Yeah. yeah. Like. Um, yeah, you know, and it was, it was brilliant. He was quite happy about it yesterday. Yeah, quite proud of himself. Um, and um, yeah, and obviously the, the, the algorithm's interesting because what happens is the reason it has that virility aspect is if as soon as you kind of watch something and you engage with it, it that that particular piece of content immediately gets sent to the for you page of all of your contacts that are connected and all of people within a, 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 a like a radius as well. So so it it, it forces you know, it's like, oh, hold on a minute, this looks like something that people want to watch. And then they'll just go like that. Okay. And then based on if people do want to watch it, then it's like, why well, people really want to watch it. So let's push it wider and wider and wider. It's quite, quite smart. Like, I mean, okay. you know. I, I've kind of got my own theory. Go on. Based on like data of two people. So it might be completely wrong. 
Right, you might need my credit card okay. So let's 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 lean in. Let's lean in and listen. So so <laughs> actually it's based on three people. Right, okay, so well, like okay. I've literally expanded my audience so okay. fifty percent. <laughs> Uh, but basically what's, what, what's happened is so I, I did a TikTok video like first lockdown. Yeah, uh, you were doing it with the, the with, girls, right? Yeah, with yeah. Shane, right? Yeah. And it was like a bit of a fun video. Yeah. And um and out of nowhere, five thousand views. Yeah. Right. So Shorty's done his video yesterday, he's got right. sixteen thousand views, you. like that, yeah. right? With a big audience now, right? Right, right. Okay. So, so. <laughs> um and then someone else I know whose first video got like thirty thousand. Right, okay. But all of the videos after that Nothing. get a little less. Right, right. So I wonder if it's TikTok's way of saying, hey, create more content. People are loving you. People yeah. love you because yeah. uh, you've done one video and yeah, you're, yeah. Kind of, you're like, you know, famous. Now. Yeah. Um, and um, and so it's just like an encouragement yeah. to do because I think other platforms, you, it's the opposite, right? Oh, it's soul destroying. Absolutely soul destroying. Totally love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wonder whether, whether you know, Chinese have just really figured this out. So actually, it's all about giving people it's all about ego and it's yeah. all about that. So the first few videos they do, let's just boost it. And if they continue to do it, great. Yeah. But um, I wonder if it is like a little. No, I, I agree with you. But what? But the algorithm encourages that. So it throws it out to people that basically would want to, like your family, your friends, okay. people, your contacts in your vicinity, like yeah. an office. If you do a little funny video in the yeah. office, everyone in the office sees it on their yeah. voice. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think I think you're so right. Not just the first video. No, no, no. I, I think I think you blow my theory. Basically. No, no, no. Not blow your theory. I, th I think I'm saying for the first video for sure. Okay. I think that you know, you, but but it's random. I mean, if you look at some people's videos, they get massive spike and then nothing for like a month. Yeah. And then they might get another massive spike. And there's yeah. I mean, it's actively encouraging you to create content. Um, I just think that there's the opportunity to go like viral or get views on that platform. It's not like that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or anything else like that, right? Okay. I'd say Twitter, you can in a very negative sense, right? If it was, you know, a negative tweet perhaps you put out or something, right. it was a bit, you know, like that woman that did a, a, a comical, slightly off color joke and then got on a flight, if you remember, and then checked her TikTok and she'd become a meme in eight oh, hours, yes. right? Um, so I think you kind of see that. So, so that's there anyway. But, um, but yeah. Um, so look, the second, the second one that kind of interested me um, was, uh nfts yeah. uh and metaverse and all those kind of buzzy words but what's interesting is um there's this team who basically six months ago decided to buy some assets in poker uh, which is kind of a, a metaverse out there at the moment where you can own virtual ass virtual assets i mean look back in our day it's sims i mean you know sims were building you know roller coaster sim and all this kind of thing yeah. if you're kind of building little towns and cities um this kid has earned close to $100,000 in six months, uh, building, you know, he's got a little garage in there that he virtually services cars. Um, he's got a restaurant, he's got like real estate, he's got DIY shop. Um, it's insane. Yeah. Like, and people are paying to have their virtual cars serviced. Really, yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. I don't know what, you know. Emperor's uh, New Clothes stuff, is that what you're thinking? No, I just, no. I mean, I don't know if it was the fact that you said this kid just annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to like, someone like us who should really be doing stuff. <laughs> when I say kid, I mean 35, something like that. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, just, <laughs> I mean, it's, um, we're definitely missing a trick here, I reckon. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, look, I think we the thing is. We need to take the next two weeks off and just like buy NFTs and build virtual carriages. Yeah, because because the thing is, I think the thing is, you, you kind of associate things with reality. Yeah. 
you know, and, and what thing, and look, it goes back, I see what this just goes back to. It always, you know, in the sales sense, it goes back and we, you know, if we link this to, to the growth show, it goes back to value, yeah. it's value perception. Right? It's as simple as that. It's value perception. If you believe something is valuable, you'll pay for it. So, you know, if you believe that, you know, that particular, uh, you know, piece of virtual land is worth X amount of dollars, you'll pay for it. Right. It's as simple as that. You know, in, in, in Sandbox, which is another kind of metaverse, which is really taking off, um, you've got a lot of brands that have kind of jumped in. You've got people that are buying, you know, land opposite a cinema because they're going to get good footfall and good traffic. And they think that there's a stadium next door to the cinema. So they reckon they're going to do virtual concerts in this space. So it's like, well, I'm going to have some, I'm going to have some you know, stores nearby that sell merchandise, right? Virtual merchandise. I mean, it, it, it's, it's interesting, but it goes back to value perception. You know, just like, I mean, you know, when I talk to my dad and he's like, why would you pay that much for an iPhone? It's worth $10, mm-hmm. right? You know, versus we get it every day, right? Yeah, with, with websites and, you know, everything, how much does a website cost? I mean, that still kind of goes back to, value perception, right? What's it actually going to bring? What's the result? But I think it's, I think what will happen is I think that the buzz will start to die down a bit because there's like a huge buzz. Yeah. And then similar to like blockchain, I think it may start the people that jumped in early. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think the thing, with, the thing is blockchain is now, it's just embedded in there. Yeah, right? so exactly. It's kind of, it's, it's like the, the hype side of it is kind of died down, but the mm. usage has accelerated. So, and, and I think, I, yeah, maybe maybe it's going to be well, everyone now. Like, if you're if you're you know, playing games as a whatever three, I think three four years old, that's when I first started. You 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 have virtual ownership. Right. You've purchased coins. Every single one of these games has the ability to buy a merchandise right. to you know increase a character. Or at the moment, say Fortnite, at the moment it's Matrix characters and Spider-Man characters. Yeah. So you buy them; they're yours. They you, you know that's what you own. Mm-hmm. There's what they're talking about in in Fortnite is a mechanism where there's a merchant uh, kind of environment that you can sell them. So kind of secondary market to sell because at the moment you can't you buy things are yours. That's it, right? Some people do sell accounts so they'll kind of do a load of that and they'll sell an account that's worth x amount but at the moment you can't say sell a hat or i've got a spider-man skin and i'll give you the spider-man skin for 10 bucks because a lot of it's locked in as well right so things that were available three years ago you can't get now as a new player okay so there's value in that right because in their world they like they're an og right you know they've got an og skin and i can't get that skin anymore so it's again back to value it's valuable right yeah, it's really interesting. It, it, I, I find it massively yeah. interesting. It's, it's, it's a crazy space at the moment. Mm. Um, but again, like you said, I mean, perhaps Christmas is a time to, to sit down and, uh, you know, become NFT freaks and things like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Either that or just eat a load of food and drink too much. Yeah. Well, look, so we, so we, uh, jump into, uh, yeah, jump into, uh, kind of highlights, um, of the year and then kind of looking into 2022, I guess. Yeah. I think, yeah, let's, let's leave it. I think look, the first thing is 2021 and I think not, not every company, but I'd say a lot of companies have had a full calendar year now of, uh, working from home. Yeah. And, and I think it's, you know, if we kind of go back to, you know, scarily enough now, almost two years ago, when we, when this all started, first started, you know, if we're looking at sort of that kind of February, March time, uh, yeah. you know, in, in 2020, um, it, it's interesting, right? Because I think everyone kind of, it's like, you know, this is a two or three month thing, yeah, yeah. kind of died down. And now obviously we've got a new variant, which is 
now in 90 odd countries or whatever it is mm. as, of, as of yesterday yeah um i think it just makes you think that what we i mean i think we we've both sort of discussed i think we agree that this isn't potentially going away anytime no. soon no. Uh, but i think the fact that the fact that so many people are still working from home yeah um there's signs of uh, lockdowns across you know europe for sure yeah yeah. Uh, the cases are accelerating massively in the states at the moment and now as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's it's fascinating because I think um, you know when we look at sort of our business and we look at maybe maybe look at it from two perspectives, but the first maybe from an operational standpoint, mm. um, things like productivity tools have just become more and more important. Yeah. Um, and um, you know we're talking about things like CRMs and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and I know you've got you've got their own challenges with that at the yeah. moment. Um, you know, but your Zooms and, and not, not all these things. I mean, even even a webinar like we started this yeah. year in lockdown. Right? That's right. Yeah. Um, and then you and then when you kind of look at the other side of the business where we're helping companies to target people, mm-hmm. you know, that, that whole targeting concept has just become like much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, it, you know, maybe if it was a B two B business and you were trying to target and business parks and things like that and you'd use locality yeah and, exactly yeah. you know you'd use some sort of uh, geographical yeah. radius or, or anything anything like that you know that's that's been limited now mm. over the last couple of years and if you kind of you know again just just pe- because people's behaviors have changed yeah um i think we've just got to be much more um maybe smarter and more intelligent mm. and perhaps even more patient i think from a kind of market and sales cycle perspective because uh, and again, I think we can break that into two areas. But the first is that, you know, I think we all agree that when we're working from home, I think we've now trained ourselves to be much more sort of productive and efficient mm. when mm. losing time, no. you know, in traffic. And no, that's right. Exactly. Those things. Um, you know, so, so in one hand, actually, people can make faster sort of purchasing decisions. Mm. Um, but on the, on the other hand, there's still apprehension and concern and, and those elements, and I think we're seeing that, you know, within the sort of stock markets and stuff like that, yeah, kind of where, yeah. where, you know, uncertainty kind of isn't necessarily good for from anyway. No, and I think the challenge is as well that you know because we play on a global, you know, stage now, you know, global activity is affects different countries, right? Um, where it shouldn't necessarily affect different countries, it does. And, and I think look, Apple came out. Uh, this week and said indefinitely work from home now so, so yeah there's like indefinitely so i mean they, that's that's a shift you know because they were the ones that were trying to get people back in there was a big yeah. thing about you know tim cook and saying well okay you know you, you work three days or two days or whatever yeah. um you, you know and, and, and i think they they've come out now and said look indefinitely you can't work from home uh you know and and, and again i think we, we we're very much in that space that we we do have that flexibility um, a lot of people still don't have that flexibility to, to be able to, to, to kind of do that. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think that that reliance piece is only going to increase, but also it's habit forming, right? I mean, I, even now, I, I noticed the other day, one of my extension cords, the, uh, the, 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 the bottom kind of plug had snapped off. I, I didn't even bat an eyelid. I just went onto Amazon and bought a replacement plug, like know, two, three dirhams or something, just delivered. Now, ordinarily, that's something that, probably I would have thrown away or just gone to the shops just 
to get a plug, like an ace hardware or something, right? So you would have washed away two hours, but because you're in that buyer mindset where it's like, well, I can just replace it, it's fine. The guy can deliver it. Yeah. I can sit here, I can open my window and take it in while I'm on a call even, right? So I think the thing is that, you know, people have formed habits now. And, and I think that the, the, the challenge is that yo-yo. I feel that's the uncertainty. You know, if you're not providing, um, you know, certainty to your employees or your team sure. or even your own individual status, that that's where it's difficult, right? Because you get you get into a habit. You know, people got into a habit. People got in a habit of just wearing a smart T-shirt and like shorts yeah. and flip flops. Don't know those people. Are. Yes, you know. I mean, I... <laughs> exactly. Um, nice shoes, by the way. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but with there's a. I mean, I think I think the key is really about habit. Now it's kind of, it just it just feels like, I don't know. You do something for you know one month or two months. Yeah, you start to form that habit. That's right. Yeah. When you start doing something for eighteen months or two years, yeah. I mean that's kind of pretty much ingrained now. That's how yeah. you do things, right? Yeah. And I think that transition is just going to be even harder. Yeah. If there's going to be a transition, but like I mean, the, the I miss the Apple announcement. I think I'm, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I think a lot of companies will be doing that. There's a lot of old school companies. Yeah, exactly. Who want to see their staff yeah. clock here at you know nine o'clock? Yeah, the- we look, we've got a couple of clients in the US uh, that that went back in last month. And it was almost comical. Someone sent me a picture of like, let's get back to work to kind of see each other again while they were sitting in their cubicle, right? right. <laughs> kind of like locked down. Someone else sent a picture of like their mouse and uh, where they moved their mouse. Yeah. And it was like dark on the mouse pad because the sun had bleached the, the mouse pad over the course of the year. Uh, so it's quite interesting to see some of those memes come through. I, I think, you know, the, the, the I'd say the only thing that is like we, I think we've, so if we look very personally, we've started coming back into the office, but it, but, but I do, as I'm driving in, get frustrated. I'm good when I'm here, but when I'm driving somewhere, that, that's what's frustrating now. You know, like you said, that 30 minutes time to, to, to kind of do something, because habit, right? Yeah. You, you kind of, you're not used to being in the car anymore, right? To, to, to burn through time. And all you see it as is an absolute time waste, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, so, so I think that's going to be difficult. Um, yeah, look, I, from a technology reliance perspective, just to my little story at the moment, I got locked out of HubSpot, um, you know, a couple of days ago here. Um, my own fault. I mean, I, I changed phones and, and decided not to do the Google Authenticator and forgot my backup codes and all this kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, it's amazing how reliant I've become on that. So, you know, just by way of tracking, tracking documents, people are opening emails, people are opening documents, you know, knowing where to focus my energies and my efforts. Um, it, 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 and, and back to habit forming the, you know, when you're communicating with someone and putting it as a deal and then doing this, that's completely thrown out, thrown out of space at the moment. It's kind of like, ha, I don't know what's going on. Um, so I really should get, should get that back today. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, I think yeah. that's it. We are, we are, I'd say more reliant now on, on technology yeah. and, yeah. and like I said, those productivity tools, they're moving, they're moving everything, right? And I think if those things go down, we're missing. Yeah. Um, are you, I'll tell you what, with that, I'm using Google Maps a lot more than I ever have. Right. Right. Because I know how to get to downtown. I know. Right. But now I'm like, what's the fastest route? Yeah. You know, ordinarily it's that kind of muscle memory, like, oh yeah, up on Trekside or 311 or whatever, and you go down. Now it doesn't matter what trip I'm on. Yeah. Straight away, Google I'm Exactly Maps, the same. You know, like, what's the fastest yeah. route? I just want to know, like, where there's traffic. What's exactly. The exactly. Yeah. Every, like, I mean, every trip. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. You know, which is uh, again relying on technology to, to kind of make things make things through. I think, and I think that's 
I think, you know, what we've seen as well from a business perspective is people, you know, from technology piece, obviously we're being a HubSpot provider and partner, you know, we've seen an increase in, 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 in kind of interest in that space um, and just conversations that you have with people, they're more inclined to talk about things like monday.com, ClickUp, Salesforce, CRM, you know, some sort of ability to manage their time or manage their environment. I think that's what people are, are, are relying on technology for, yeah. right? Yeah. Moving away from kind of white walls and bits of paper to to kind of, you know, having tech that helps them during their day, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Like uh, I, had a, I had a call from um, from a friend in the UK who's a consultant and, um, and and he was basically saying this about his, his client base are now, okay, we need now to really adopt productivity tools. I don't know why, I don't know why it's taking guys in the UK yeah. to suddenly realize, yeah. okay, we need to actually now do this. Yeah. Right? But I think the point is, is, um, is again, I think, you know, if you're entering into lockdown, I think people yeah. are just like, okay, look, I need a solution now, right? That's right. Yeah. I need to now maybe fundamentally change and this isn't going away. Like that. But look, I think, I think, you know, that's, that whole, that whole piece, I think is interesting. I think it's going mm. to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, I think there's going to be, um, you know, if, if I see like, oh, you know, just kind of fast forwarding to next year. Yeah. I think that space is just going to, get bigger and bigger and bigger and these tools are going to get more and more powerful and there's going to be yeah. more and more features and and um and i think it's just going to be so much easier to, to basically work wherever you want to work yeah whether that's home or whether that's remote elsewhere um, i just think it's going to be um you know it's just going to be it's just going to be much, much more sort of possible to do so I think. yeah yeah completely yeah yeah and like you said i mean i think there's uh, there's going to be, have to be a shift of companies, perhaps with an older mentality, yeah. just to kind of pull themselves up, because ultimately they're going to they're going to lose the workforce. You know, the workforce is going to kind of migrate to companies that offer a better environment, right? Um, yeah. Or a more flexible kind of environment for the way they want to live. Yeah, and I think I think that's the other potentially interesting thing. If 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 you start to get lockdowns again, the impact on businesses and mm. things like that, mm. because. Um, you know, so again, there's a few people I've spoken to saying there's, you know, there's a lot of people out there thinking, okay, well, I've kind of survived lockdown with the company out here. Mm. We've come out the other side, maybe it's time to, to kind of see what else is out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, the second there's any lockdown uncertainty, and, mm. you know, kind of, you know, the last in first out mentality comes into play. For yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. I wonder if it is, you know, really, down the hedges, yeah, right. really is worth taking the risk for a lot of guys out there who are just thinking, okay, you know, let me kind of follow that up maybe but i don't know it's, I, I think i think this year i mean what's 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 been your kind of i don't know key highlight for for this last year yeah um, look i'll do it i'll do a personal and work highlight uh, for me this is is a highlight um i think from you know the and in combination of taking the show from you and i on the laptop on zoom to now having it in the studio in the in the office um you know uh better camera, better audio. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for people that have been watching it, the feedback has been great as far as kind of, you know, better environment. The the, the, the content creation piece, I think again, is something that, um, especially kind of in that remote space as you're talking about, it's gonna become more crucial yeah. to engaging with the business. Um, so having the ability here now to create our own content um, for, for, for kind of our purposes, um, and then, you know, using that to ultimately promote what's possible. I think that's, that's, that's a big thing, right? I, yeah. I think there's, um, and look, there's some, been some great wins and stuff from a client perspective, but, but I think um, something that, that's going to create longevity and, and, and really kind of add value to, to the overall business. I think this is, 
this is definitely and i've pretty much taken this now as my office i just i've noticed <laughs> yeah this is like <laughs> It's the only place I work. I just come in here and I just work. I don't sit anywhere else. I used to sit, obviously, I was a bit of a nomad in the office. For those of you who don't know, we all, we operate a kind of an open uh, open desk policy, really. I mean, it's, it's people kind of sit in particular places, but I haven't had a desk for best part of what five years something like that yeah um so yeah this this is this is cool in here i like this space yeah, Good I mean, energy. I've, I've got a desk but can never use it no, no literally everyone else everyone says that. that's right yeah. yeah which is uh you know i'm publicly stating out it really annoys me but i think there's someone watching <laughs> now that actually uh <laughs> really is it, it's in your place <laughs> well, quite nice. yeah. <laughs> anyway um cool and what about yours well do you know it's really difficult actually we've, we've um i've had actually a lot of personal highlights this year i think i think from a professional perspective a two-month experiment of seeing where how that would work working from yeah remotely yeah um seeing how that would work that was really interesting worked very well i think i think i think it did in some from an out from, sorry from our perspective i think it worked very well yeah there was no there was no kind of uh you know the, the difference or anything it was pretty much you were there yeah, so. and I think, I mean, yeah, I think, <laughs> I mean, I messed up the timings, which was... That was, uh, yeah, that was problematic was for you, but again, not for us. <laughs> I, I thought it was a two-hour time difference, it was a three-hour time difference, and uh, <laughs> and yeah, so the uh, fact that wasn't great, waking up at uh, five o'clock no, in the morning to, right. to stay on the by time, but, yeah. but I think the, um, you know, I think, it, it, look, I think the studio side of it is really interesting. You know, I, I, I think this time every year, you know, we always talk about okay, like next year is it's got to be video, it's got to be video. But, and I feel as if we've been saying <laughs> that for so many years. Yeah, first, first year in man, seven years. Right, right. So yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. But I think what's happening now is I think the video piece has evolved, and I think it's yeah. still it's got to be all about video again next mm. year. Mm. Um, but I feel as if now we're starting to be more I don't know more kind of intelligent with that. So it's not just video for the sake of video no. perhaps. Uh, I think personalized video is really where it's headed yeah. next year. And I think that's um and I think that just the fact that we've we've kind of been working on that and I think we've made some really kind of good progress on that. I think that's that's uh, that's been that's been a big sort of uh, highlight in that sense. And also just the fact that I think the technology adoption from a client perspective because yeah you know I always feel as if uh, where we kind of mainly operate which is which is in, in this sort of uh, yeah, GCC um you know technology adoption on one hand is extremely quick right yeah. so if it's a new social media platform that suddenly gets launched yeah this region is probably the fastest to adopt it yes understand how to use it totally. understand ways of monetizing mm. Uh, mm. you know presence from there yeah, like yeah. That. but then in the b2b side of things it's dead slow right yeah. because you've yeah. got archaic it guys you've got procurement guys that don't get stuff yeah and then basically you know marketing people perhaps or sales people banging their heads against the brick wall yeah. continuously um who therefore then just give up because they yeah. know it's too much pain getting something through it and mm -hmm. getting finance completely non-flexible right so you kind of almost like you know I mean, yeah. to the point where I, I, I had a conversation last week over email where um the most was saying oh you know just not sure if people kind of make decisions of buy things online and perfect i was like, I was like Okay, but we 
It's basically just like I don't know. Yeah, it's frightening. Um, yeah. But anyway, like there's, there's still that yeah, yeah. Vibe, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, you're spending eight hours a day on your device, right? Yeah, I, th I think it's interesting, like you said, for the adoption and the transition piece. I think that um, it, it, what I've seen here is the timeline piece be be more relevant. Yeah. So I think people are requesting more timelines on specific projects. The difference with our clients in the US is that forms part of the pitch. So part of the pitch is we're working on ClickUp, you'll have that, okay, perfect. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of, you know, it, it, here it's somewhat of an afterthought or will you include it? It's, oh, okay, wow. Um, you know, the, yeah. there's no expectation. Um, and look, I, I think that the, the, one of the challenges we face here is that the system of tenders and RFPs and everything to make things fair um, ultimately restricts creativity, restricts scalability, yeah. because they're saying, well, this is the, you know, allocation of budget for X number of implementation for the next two years. And it doesn't work like that, right? You know, depending on the adoption rate, depending on how they're using the platform, depending on, you know, where the growth areas are, you, you can't always lock stuff down because they, there still is an older mentality where tech is a box that lives in a room where we have to pay extra AC to keep that room cold. So, I mean, that, that's pretty much still how people yeah, believe, scary. right? Yeah. Uh, whereas whereas uh, my son and his mate were talking about, you know, cloud uh, at the weekend, you know, they're talking about cloud and they were, they were like, oh yeah, you know, do you know what cloud is? I was like, yeah. Sorry, how old do you think I am? And how old you say? Uh, nine. Yeah, which is, I mean, I think just it's nuts, right? I mean, um, yeah, because we're all in that online gaming but, environment. Yeah, exactly, and, and they get it. But yeah. I, think, I think what it is now is, um, I think the point, the point I was making, I've kind of forgot to make the point. Was, oh, that's okay. Um, that's fine. Was I think I think this year we've seen that greater adoption, right? You've yeah, seen, you're seeing that. Yeah, you see, it's yeah. That actually, we've got to do things differently. Mm. Just taking far too long, but. Um, but we're definitely, I mean, you know, HubSpot's our case in point for us because mm. that's very mm. real for us. Yes, exactly. Where we, we've seen now, you know, huge enterprises suddenly wake up and say, oh, maybe we do need a CRM. That's right. Yeah. We do yeah. need market automation. Exactly. And, and actually we care about customer service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think this is one of the things we want to talk about. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think for me, that's, that's been that major sort of professional mm. that actually the market as a whole um, just seems to understand that they need to do things differently. Yeah. And, and and I think we had a bit of it, it felt like a bit of a fad last year, mm. in a way, oh, you know, it's, we've got to sell digitally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat anymore. Exactly, like yeah. This and yeah. We've got events and, yeah. and so everyone was like, okay, cool. And then mm. suddenly events started. And Coming back, yeah. But it's not sustainable. I mean, it's, it's not efficient, it's not, it's not being no. smart. And I think people are realizing that actually there is a better way and um, yeah. we need technology to drive that. Yeah, the challenge is, I mean, you've got you've got huge amounts of revenue associated to traditional methods, mm -hmm. right? We, you know, we were talking about award shows, right, uh, last week, um, you know, and, and and that space. I mean, obviously, uh, and and just events in general, right? There's so much revenue attached to these activities that that is difficult for people to, you know, just swallow the fact that that there is a different way now, right? Um, look, I think we've got we've got uh, kind of I guess uh, 20, 20 minutes here. It might be worth kind of jumping. I think there's two key areas, right? That we 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 think that twenty twenty two is going to kind of hit with. And you you touched on yeah. one. I think perhaps if we finish up with the service piece, but I mean, um, 
where else do we kind of see the focus moving into kind of 22? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot, right? I think um, I think if we were going to kind of maybe even bullet point yeah. things that people need to focus on, content yeah. we've already touched upon. Mm. Um, there's stuff that we're trying at the moment, I think just, just, to, just to kind of throw it out there, um, we are talking about uh, launching a whole uh, set of kind of hybrid blog articles, which is video mm. and um, text, yeah. Um, just to see how that plays with Super the algorithm. Yeah, so yeah. we've got that that's going on, and I think that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, but I, I guess I guess from a kind of lead generation perspective, because I think that's that's quite a big part of um, you know the strategic piece that we kind of provide clients with. Um, the privacy policy of last year, and, and I think mm. Apple would have been kind of driver of this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. iOS fourteen launch. Yes. Um, Facebook, I think, has been been hammered with it in, in some mm. respects, right? So we, we we looked at some studies recently internally, and uh, and one of our colleagues basically pulled out some data, and um, and there was that kind of you've got to opt in to see. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. And um, that opt in figure is kind of estimated to be about fifteen percent. Right. Right. So if you imagine the audience that you could basically target previously uh, mm. using Facebook, um, the size of that audience now is is ultimately 85% less, right? Crazy. So you're yep. now only able to target 15%. And yep. I was wondering, I was like, I wonder who those 15% are that opted in, right? Yeah, because I haven't opted in. No, so so I kind of almost <laughs> look at it. And, well, I, th I think I haven't either, but it's still yeah. a case of um, certain ads you're seeing and certain ads you're not, I think yeah. that's part of it. Right? And yeah. I think there's a there's a kind of gray area that that's that, that does exist there. Um, but what I, you know, what I was trying to kind of get to um, is is what do you do? What do you do about fifteen percent? Right? It, mm. It's changes. It changes the way that you kind of are they really uh, super engaged? Yeah. Is that why you're you know, because because like I said, if we go back to who those fifteen percent are, yeah. how, how many of those are actually people that are either running ads or page admins? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Maybe these are people who are using the professional side of Facebook, and obviously it won't equate to fifteen percent. No, no. But yeah. there's certainly a percentage of people in there that need to see ads. Right? Yeah, no, there's just some people um, who just don't really care. No, that's not. Just I, like, I don't know why you would go into your settings and. and no, no. But on Apple, obviously, I mean, it's it, it asks you outright, right? As soon as you install a new application, do you want us to track you across other apps? Yeah. No. Right. No. I mean, it's yes or no, yeah. and it's predominantly. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think what what's going to happen next year is um, is we're going to have to see kind of almost like native data collection mm. lead generation, mm. um, and I think that's going to really accelerate. And I think you know we, I think we've all kind of seen you know direct sort of lead ads on these yeah. platforms, which you know you see something that's interesting, yeah, yeah. and instead of clicking through to a website or a landing page, mm. um, you know you basically end up. Being taken to a very quick form, yeah, yeah, with most of your details pre-filled already, um, and I think there's going to be more of that because I feel as if like advertisers are just going to have to be a little bit smarter. Mm -hmm. I think the challenge with lead ads, um, from our experience, I'd say over the last maybe couple of years of using these, is just the quality issue. The yeah, kind of the quality right. of a lead that come through directly. Yeah. Ad, Challenge is is uh, it's just not as good as mm. maybe taking someone through to a landing page where they're having to kind of read mm. information, fill out every field as opposed to it being sort of pre-filled for them, 
Um, and, and I think, you know, and I think we've always kind of said, like, if we ask people to do a little bit more work, yeah. they'll be a little bit more qualified. Exactly. qualified right? a bit more, uh, yeah. um, but I think what's going to happen is because of these changes and the fact that you're going to have to basically keep a smaller, um, you know, pool of uh, sort of fish to target, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to just be really fast and efficient in terms yeah. of how you're collecting those leads. Yeah. And then that kind of brought me on to well, okay, if that's happening, I think there's a couple of consequences. And I think the first is how important will landing pages be mm -hmm. in 2022? We're massive advocates of dedicated landing that's pages. Right, yeah. But actually, how is that going to evolve? Because if you don't need landing pages, then, then you know, perhaps what do you do at that point? Mm -hmm. or, and, and the second point I think related to this is if we know that, and we had a big internal discussion on this yesterday, but if we know that the lead quality um, perhaps is is not as good from a lead ad, mm. well, we need to understand that segment a bit better, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's that propensity in sales and marketing to say, right, a good lead is someone that's ready to buy now, and a bad lead is someone who's not ready. Yeah, to buy yeah, now. yeah. And that not ready to buy now is is terrible because mm. that could be someone who's ready to buy in six months. That's right. right? And so, and so the conversation that we had internally was, okay, well, hold on, we need to understand that because mm -hmm. actually rather than saying, here's a lead, we need to be at a segment that uh, top of funnel piece to say, mm -hmm. here's a lead that's ready to buy now, here's a lead that's not, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and the people that aren't, we have to find ways of identifying and qualifying that quickly. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to that conversation we had a couple of weeks back when we did the last show. Yeah. When we started talking no, about messy that, middle. that messy middle, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the, the middle of a funnel piece, yeah. I think next year becomes absolutely critical. Mm, mm. If these things that I'm talking about start to happen, right? Yeah. Because, because actually you're going to have to, you can't just disqualify everyone that's not ready to buy now. I think, no. I think companies need to be much more mature in terms mm. of how they're processing that data. Yeah. But marketers have to also be able to say, okay, look, our job isn't done now, mm. right? We've generated that lead. Mm. That our work isn't done. We're going to have to build a relationship, mm. you know, whether it's a virtual relationship or, or whether we kind of have some sort of personal handoff yeah. strategy in there. But we've got to build a relationship with this person so they have three months, six months, 12 yeah. months when they're ready to buy. They're not disillusioned because we didn't yeah. care yeah. the first time around. Yeah. We've actually helped to kind of solidify that relationship. And so they come to us first. Um, and I wonder how many brands, well, I don't know how many brands we work with that yeah, really yeah. don't want to touch that piece. No, it's right. They care about selling now, right? Yeah, yeah, their yeah. targets are this quarter. And they're spending money now. Right. Yeah. And, and I think this is, uh, you know, if I was going to kind of look at look at all of this and say, look, there's a change in how ads are served, there's a change mm. in how data mm. collected, therefore there has to be a change in terms of how we manage and process that data because the way that things are sold are going to be different as mm. well. You know, and it's, it's kind of very fluffy and stuff in terms of what we're talking about, but but actually it's not because you know the start the second you start to relay that into the funnel, it's almost like you're going to have two very separate funnels. Yeah, you know, um, and and it's going to be two very different strategies, two very different ways of handling yeah. these prospects. But then our salespeople and marketing people today equipped to do that. Yeah, I think you're going to look, it's going to be a big challenge in this part of the world, right? Um, it's going to be a big challenge because of the, especially in this part of the world, because the longevity and the forward thinking is, is definitely there at government level, 
right? So government and semi-government, everything's driven for the future. Everything is future-based, yeah. but in private enterprise, a lot of the time it's not. Um, and usually even at a multinational level, there's regional you know, instances that may have partners and things that, that are not necessarily driven. So I think um, there's, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a challenge uh, to, to, to look at that. I think also, you know, I've seen a bit of a shift in the way that some of the ads are, are kind of almost pushing you to open things. It's kind of, it's difficult on some ad types on Instagram, for example, not to open the ad now. Yeah. When you're trying to scroll through stories, inevitably it pops up, yeah. right? That, that kind of, so I think they seem to be testing that as well. Um, I think they need to also realize the problem and perhaps they not bothered with it previously because it's just a huge scoop or catch all. Um, but as you said, now there's less people seeing it. And if those less people are still uninterested, that's a bigger problem for Facebook, right? Yeah. And, and I, Instagram. And, and I think what they've done is they've simplified the algorithm. And I think I spoke mm. to you about this a few weeks Yes. Ago. Yeah. The interest-based stuff. They yeah. just hammer you on interest. Right. So yeah. now if I engage with one real estate ad. Yeah. I get five or six. The next 30 I'll see. And I, I literally, yeah. I was like, how many are there? Like, yeah. Because I was like, okay, why am I just seeing real I've, I've had exactly the same yeah. based on our conversation. The, like so you know sneakers right that's that's just right. kind of continually in my feed and then i, I noticed it because i didn't engage with a couple of ads and then something else popped up and then i engaged with that and it was just like that was what i saw for the next week yeah um so they're definitely playing around with it for there's, sure. this bit, yeah. um and I, I i mean it'd be really interesting to see yeah. it's almost i don't know if as, as an advertiser whether i'm really annoyed about that i think potentially mm. i am mm. um, because I, or I just piggyback off someone else's ad that's doing really well because ultimately now if someone engages with a really good ad, yeah, yeah, and they're going to see my ad anyway. Yeah, they're going to see mine yeah. because they can't yeah. avoid it because especially if I spend five minutes on yeah. Instagram after that, yeah, they're going to see the whole load stuff. But then what I'm also doing is saying is now now I've got to compete with everyone yeah. else because you know every single real estate yeah. development in Dubai now is is being shown to me in the space yeah. of you know, just a few minutes and so, yeah. you know, am I now working harder to close that? Yeah. Right? I wonder if, I wonder if one of the things is also based on, I don't know, potentially where you live, because in Dubai being very cosmopolitan, everything is this, right? Yeah. Even down to the fact that if you go to Northern Emirates or Abu Dhabi, it's more chilled. So I wonder if, you know, the, the sense of that marketing and sales piece also runs at this place, right? So I don't know if there's any desire to, um, kind of look at look at a longer play perhaps, right? Because it has to be this, it has to be this, it's last minute, it's this, you know, everything. You know, I've had two conversations this week where people are like, yeah, um, we need to activate something. We made the decision two days ago and we, we and I was like, well, what was the urgency? Oh, we're going to press tomorrow with an announcement. Yeah. Right, okay. You know, we had a very famous incident where, for example, even... Uh, somebody hadn't registered a domain name for a new property that had been built. I mean, you know, just like it, and it's like an afterthought. So, it, it, because it, it's this, right? There's a lot of this. So, I wonder, I wonder if that, that kind of has that impact as well. You know, just, uh, just that the, the, there's no desire for longevity, right? It's kind of next new thing, next new thing, next new thing. Yeah, possibly, possibly. It just, I think it becomes, I think it becomes challenging for for sellers. I think is the issue. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. Yeah. Because you're now just opening that market up to much more people and many much more, you know, competitors. And, mm. 
And um, I think it all about also the Apple thing has opened consumers' eyes because mm -hmm. a lot of the time consumers are blind to the fact they don't know how they're targeted, sure. right? So it's like, oh, I was thinking about that the other day, and then an ad pops up. Brilliant. Some of them are super happy about that. Some of them are super paranoid, right? Obviously, my phone's listening on me. Someone's reading my messages, whatever the case may be. Um, but but I think with again, what what Apple's done, which it, which it does a lot of the time, is you know it will push something to the forefront of people's minds because it's in their hand, yeah. right? And I think that's the other thing. I, I don't know what that is. I think perhaps because it's in your hand, it's next to you in your bed. It's you know it feels very much part of your daily life. Yeah. <clears throat> There's actually no harm <clears throat> in all honesty if you look at it rationally for then any application to track your activity across other apps. What's the, what's the harm? Yeah. That is literally no harm, right? But something is kind of like, no, like, I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to follow me, right? Because you don't even know what they're tracking. That's yeah, the thing. I, I had an absolute nightmare yesterday. And no. I can say this because I know my wife doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> Confidently, because she usually calls you when they're on there. Yeah, exactly. You don't forget that we're even doing the show. Exactly. When I bought her Christmas present yesterday, yeah. and they were like, oh, have you got that kind of loyalty app thing? And I was like, yeah, I've got my wife's one. And like, didn't even think twice. I was like, you know, get some points. Yeah. Scan the code. 20 minutes later, she phones me. Have you been into uh, this store? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> She's like, because I've just got an invoice like for this. I was like, well, that's bizarre. She's like, can you just, she goes, I've just sent to me a uh, bank account just to see if the money can happen. like, personal credit card. <laughs> so, um, so I was like able to kind of like completely buy and deny yeah. it. But, um, Amazing. But I was like, She's onto their consumers, like, <laughs> no, online today. Exactly. Can I, I see the cameras? I need to know what's going on. <laughs> what's it exactly? Exactly, it was, what's the link? Who's using my loyalty card? Yeah, that's... I got a connected world that we're in. I was in a mall yesterday, and I got hit for the first time ever with um, geolocation SMS. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And I got hit twice in the space of an hour and a half. Okay. First time I've hit with that. Because I heard a rumor that uh, like the telecoms providers were allowing that now. Right. It's the first time I've seen it. Okay. So yeah, I was I was close to a mall and I got hit with it. And then when I was in the mall, I got a different message. Okay. So it's pretty cool. She shop. Uh, no, uh, it's the dearest six center. Yeah, dearest six center. The mall sent you. The mall sent me a message. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was close to it. Really? Like, hey, listen, you know, blah 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 blah. Okay. And then obviously in there, when I was in there, I got hit with another message. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, very true. So I mean, look, that 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 again, that therein lies the challenge, right? You know, everyone loves to be, you know, kind of that that personal touch, but there's always a trade-off, yeah. right? And, uh, and I think that the the challenge is that a lot of the time people don't want that trade-off, right? It's kind of like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you this. Well, in order to get this, you need this, right? And look, and I think back back to that, obviously, you know, with with the loyalty piece. That's definitely where somewhere can people can start to build their yeah. first party data. They can start to understand spending behaviors and patterns. They can start to target offers directly at you um, and start to communicate in different methods. And I think that's where there is going to be that shift where I think, you know, there's going to be ultimately people, I think, are going to start to realize that, that if they are relying on things like Facebook and Instagram, they're relying on them. They're, they're beholden to their algorithms, they're beholden to their investment point. So ultimately people have to start investing in their own way to communicate to their customer, right? However that presents itself, yeah. right? It, they, they've got to start doing that. Otherwise, you know, you're going to end up just completely shelling out, right? Shelling out and shelling out. But, but the stuff 
for your own data is a bit boring, mm -hmm. right? It, 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 it's, it's, quite not, a, it's not sexy. Yeah, it's not, is, it's yeah. not like, it's not exciting. It's not like a video ad and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, the, the fact is that it's crucial, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no reason why, you know, I know that, um, that we got approached by a tire company that wanted to start to build a relationship with their end consumers, yeah. you know, and I, I was like, that's brilliant. Like, he goes, yeah, but everyone else thinks I'm crazy. I was like, well, yeah. It, it, you know, trying to build a relationship, but get where you're trying to go. Yeah. Because they've got no visibility, right? On their consumer, they they do market reports and market trends, but actual communication points at a brand level right down to us as consumers, right? Um, so I think that's that's where that changes. Yeah. No, I, go, I agree with that. I think, I think the... Um, and that's only going to head in one, one direction. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's slightly... I mean, no, the... Uh, you know, the changes with the cookies. Yeah. All, I mean, all of this stuff. The cookie now, change is huge. Yeah. yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is all very much playing into the hands of any business now that has its own data. Yeah. Like yeah. Said. I think and if you don't, I think if you want to put a strategy in place for next year, it's generate as much data as you can. I'll tell you what's interesting is because there's two things that happen here, right? I keep saying that today. I don't know why. It's fine. Right? You can but, do a t-shirt for you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> We, we play into, I mean, like all of these changes are playing into the hands of um, third party brokers in some respects. Right. Right. Because a lot of these guys have data that the end users don't. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. what we're talking about, yeah. and these brokers aren't necessarily online, right? It could be a retailer. No, true. So you walk into a retailer, like yeah. in the tire shop, right? Yeah. The tire guys. So Maybe they're the manufacturers, but they're not the guys selling it. That's right. Yeah. The guys selling it have the data. Mm -hmm. You know, manufacturers possibly don't, or it could be hotels mm -hmm. where the uh, online travel agencies have the data. Yeah. But the hotels don't have the data. No. Right. I mean, I was having a conversation yesterday with a hotel group, and they were like, well, we don't actually have as much data on our guests um, because we're not allowed to get it from the OTAs. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Let's see your bookings and experience, yeah. keep that data. Yeah. And so if they don't have first party data, mm. How are they expected to really kind of market those guys? And, and I think it, it you can you can just say the same across so many different mm -hmm. industries. Mm -hmm. um, and I felt there was a shift a couple of years back, and I don't know where it kind of got. Well, no, I don't think it got lost in COVID. I think that there was definitely brands that maybe even up their game. I think Coke, for example, suddenly realised actually we need to know who's drinking our product. Yeah, yeah. 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 So they started now. You know, they started kind of you know direct consumer. Mm. Uh, marketing and you know like data collection and stuff mm. like that. You know, some huge global brands are mm. never going to have issues with shelf space. We're no. saying actually we need to know who our customers are because yeah, yeah. we're not future proofing ourselves. No, exactly. And I think I think that's a big part of this. Where if you don't have that first party data and you don't own that mm. data and you don't know who your end users or customers are, mm. like maybe you're in trouble, right? From a yeah. marketing and advertising perspective specifically you know how are you going to reach your audience yeah I, uh, there's a retailer here that i used to religiously buy from just haven't in, in years now for years but they were collecting data 10 years ago right. on email name date of birth and each time you went they'd ask for something different i don't know what they did with that no. like i never got targeted with something there was definitely patents spending patterns that i had yeah brown birthdays christmas stuff like that because i just used to religiously purchase this brand it was like the go-to brand for me um and and i'd, I'd ask them i'd joke I'd be like what are you doing with this like every time you're asking me 
um, you know, and, and I don't know what's going on. Because it's interesting, there's two brands now that I know also ask, and I one of them does use the data, the other one I don't doesn't use it at all. One's a pet company, uh, like they ask for your name, your email, everything, and every time you purchase something, right? And and what are you doing with that, yeah. right? You know, and it's great. Like if it if they turn around and said, oh oh, by the way, you've crossed a hundred dirhams. Um, you get a 10 dirham voucher back and they do that, fantastic. Like, I mean, even that, that delight piece, and that may be kind of bring us on to, well, we've only got three minutes. Yeah. But I was gonna say, brings us on to the last, last kind of uh, thing for 2022, right? That service piece, that custom delight piece. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I think, so, so you know, I kind of jumped through this earlier, but, but I think that with, with the, the whole COVID obviously situation, this has given people either the chance to pivot or as a consumer, the opportunity to try new things through being forced to try new things because that perhaps their you know, person they're working with is no longer there or the company's kind of changed or whatever. Um, and, I, and I think people have acquired new customers, mm -hmm. right? And the way they've acquired new business has been different as well. So I think that, that kind of service piece is where there needs to be some focus as well. So we've done, you and I talk about that funnel piece a lot and go down to close, but then obviously past that, it's, it's how does that look, yeah. right? Yeah, I think I think we, I think you're right. I think there's almost like everyone forgets that there's a, that funnel doesn't necessarily just stop, stop. right? Yeah. As soon as you've got a signed contract or a purchase so, made, yeah. it's okay, what happens after that? Mm -hmm. and, and I think you're, I think you're totally right. And I think the, yeah, there's, there's you know, companies that, you know, perhaps never even met their clients. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, which, uh, which I think potentially is a, is a change. Definitely. Yeah. And and if I had it outside this last week, right? Met right. a client for the first time. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know, so these things are new. So so yeah, gauging customer satisfaction mm. and and, mm. and and feedback and all of that kind of stuff is, is huge. Um, and again, I wonder how many people have been. We we see it every now and then from B two C perspective. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get an NPS survey kind That's of thing. Um, apparently the Emirates one, I think we've had a moan about that in the past, where you get a smiley face. Where you land and put a smiley face, yeah. And if you put a very unhappy face, yeah, yeah. they never contact you that's right, for yeah. more information, even though they know who you are. Yeah. Um, uh, but apparently that's been upgraded now, so that they do... You can reach out. Yeah, because I had a moan to someone at Emirates about it, <laughs> <laughs> so we're working on it. <laughs> um, but, but there's this, but that feedback piece is really key. Yeah, yeah. I think you're totally right. Yeah totally missed by the majority of companies as well. Completely. Really. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like net promoter score survey, I think that becomes really important. I think the customer feedback side of it becomes becomes equally important. As well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sorry, uh, yeah, just checking about questions there, guys. So look, I think, um, I mean, look, it's crazy. It's actually 10 o'clock, um, sorry, 11 o'clock. So I think uh, we always try to nip this in the bud within the hour. Um, and, you know, it was always going to be ambitious, guys, to do a highlight and a forward-thinking show uh, end of year. So I think, look, thank you again for watching, listening. Uh, we continue to do this. Uh, we enjoy it, right? Um, it's, it's good fun uh, kind of catching up and, and kind of Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of our listeners and, uh, and viewers. But, um, yeah, great discussion again. I met looking forward to uh, see what 2022 brings, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure. Well, if we do figure out the NFT stuff in the next two weeks, I don't think we need to do We it might be, it. yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be just like, I'll, I'll have a virtual. Actually, we might probably be good to do like our show in the meta space. That'd be pretty cool.
I did see something yesterday that Facebook are currently paying people in Facebook to live in the metaverse. Really? Yeah, and encouraging other people to come in with uh, Oculus and everything. But we can talk about that in 2022. Okay. So, cool. Excellent. Thank you, Amit. All right. Good to see you. All right, mate. Cheers. Thanks. See you later. Bye, everyone. Thanks.